Good morning. Welcome to Planet Chaos. I am your host, Brandon Chaos. Today I've got a very special guest that will be uh, joining me in a little bit. I've got uh, Brand Panic from the band Sick Sense. Uh, a lot of you out there who follow me may know him from Keychain. He was the guitar player in Keychain. Uh, I booked them uh, twice at Shippers when I was booking shows there. Uh, first time they came through with a band from Texas called Atticane. And then uh, a few months later they came through with uh, Metal Mafia, who was a, a band from the area that they were touring with. Uh, so he'll be joining me in the uh, second portion of the show. Uh, NFL football is officially back. I know everyone's excited about that. Uh, it's just preseason, so uh, you know the the big guns aren't really playing. It's uh, a lot of teams are trying to figure out what their depth chart's going to be for the season. Uh, but you know, most of us are. Uh, Excited just to have football back. Um, I'm going to give you guys some of the scores so far. Uh, preseason week one, we had uh, the Hall of Fame game. Steelers beat the Cowboys 16-3. to uh, Week two, uh, everybody played week two. Uh, the Washington football team fell to the Patriots 22-13. to uh, Steelers over the Eagles, 24-16. Titans over the Falcons, 23-3. Bills beat the Lions, 16-15. Uh, Cardinals beat the Cowboys, 19-16. Bears beat the Dolphins, 20-13. Uh, Broncos had a hell of a showing against the Vikings, 33-6. Um, Ravens just barely squeaked by the Saints, 17-14. Uh, and then, of course, the team that all – actually, I should say two teams that all eyes were on, uh, the Browns and the Jaguars. Browns been getting a lot of off-season hype. And, of course, everyone's looking to the Jaguars with their uh, number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and, of course, the return of Tim Tebow, which was very, very short-lived as he was just cut by the Jaguars. Uh, but the Browns uh, pulled out a win there, 23-13. Uh, Bengals beat the Buccaneers 19-14. Jets over the Giants 12-7. Texans over the Packers 26-7. Uh, Chiefs beat the Niners 19-16. Raiders over the Seahawks 20-7. Chargers over the Rams 13-6. And uh, the Colts beat the Panthers 21-18. Uh, of course, <laughs> a lot of these teams that are winning now Probably won't be once the season starts as, uh, you know, a lot of these teams will be bringing their starters back, um, when, you know, once the season starts. Uh, you know, we got week three uh, coming up this week. Um, Browns will be playing the Giants uh, Sunday at 1 p.m., Steelers will be playing the Lions Saturday at 7.30. So, good games going on this weekend. Uh, we're also going to get to the top five songs in the country right now. Um, right now at number five, uh, Dua Lipa and Baby with Levitating. Of course, 
song's still doing well despite all the controversy surrounding the baby right now and uh, his uh, homophobic comments. I, I actually have no idea what he said. Don't know the context of it or anything. I just know that uh, people are saying he said some homophobic things, so a lot of festivals have canceled him. So uh, we'll see what happens with uh, with his career once uh, all that kind of blows over. And number four, Doja Cat and SZA with uh, "Kiss Me More." Number three, Ed Sheeran with "Bad Habits." Number two, Olivia Rodrigo with "Good for You." And number one is Stay by The Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. Those are the top five songs in the country right now. All right, so uh, as the old saying goes, don't bore us, get to the chorus. I'll be back in a few minutes with Brand Panic. Stay tuned. Head on over to PlanetChaosRadio.com and check out our new merch store. You can grab yourself a t-shirt, hoodie, stickers, pillows, and more. You can also get Brandon's book, Bedtime Stories, there as well. That is PlanetChaosRadio.com. All right, let's do this again. Hey, nah. Don't tease me. If you're going to play with your belt, you got to take the dick out. No teasing. Ah, another dick. <laughs> so many dicks, Lauren. So many dicks. So little time. Didn't catch in time. Ah, another dick. Another dick. <laughs> ah, another dick. <laughs> I need someone to find out the ratio of dick to actual person. I need someone to give me stats on this. Oh, nope, almost a dick. That guy was nice enough to keep. Oh, nope, there's one. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord, you got to see all these dicks. They're all very funny shaping. Look, there's another one. You're missing them. All the dicks. <laughs> uh, I need the stats on this. I want to know how many dicks I've seen tonight. Of all shapes, colors, and sizes. Not too tiny, though. Not, not, not really any bad ones, either. I'll give them that. I mean, I guess you're going to show off your dick. you got to make sure it's at least four or five inches. Ah, nope, your dick's half out. You want to jerk off. <laughs> hey! Ah, no dick, but you, you don't want it. <laughs> ah, there's a big black dick. Ah, another dick. Oh, it's a flashlight. Yeah, he was jerking off with a flashlight. <laughs> hey, man, I don't control what comes across the screen. It just comes across the screen, man. I'm trying to get people to talk to for content, but all I'm seeing is dicks. It's like a 10% ratio of people to dicks. Hmm? <laughs> no, no, no dick, but that guy was half asleep. Things at WXYZ. 
with Big Wayne and Tom Austin. It's 5 a.m. and we'll be right back after this commercial break. Ugh, I can't do this. I'm tired. I need some coffee or something. Where's the intern? What do you need? Give me a grande white mocha. And I'll take a uh, venti caramel macchiato. Okay, got it. Hey, what's up? It's really early. I need some help. I have to get these crazy coffee orders and I don't know where to go. Well, I just got back from Starbucks. Is there one around here? They're everywhere. I once saw Starbucks inside another Starbucks. Okay, but these requests they gave me are complicated. Can they make these? Of course, they can make anything. They roast high quality whole bean coffee. They are the beacon for coffee lovers and you could even go to Starbucks to chat, meet up, or work. Actually, it should become a part of your daily routine. Oh my God, I see it. It's right here on the corner. Thanks. I'm back. Got your coffees. Thanks a lot. Yes, finally. We're back and feeling great, and I'll tell you why. Starbucks. Starbucks. Joining me right now is Brand Panic from the band Sixth Sense. What's going on with you today, man? Not much, brother. Just enjoying my uh, time off after work. Yeah. How are you? Uh, you know, uh, things are pretty crazy in the U.S. right now. Uh, you know, with all the COVID stuff going on. Uh, you, you guys really haven't had a whole lot of shows there, right? That's right. We were probably one of the countries that had the least amount of entertainment going on in the last uh, 15, 16 months already. Uh, personally, I've only been to one single show and it was like a super restricted one with, you know, 30 people tops, masks on all the time. So you definitely lack that, you know, show experience because it was more like a like a sit down party. But yeah. <laughs> hopefully we'll, we'll get there. How's that doing as far as helping with reducing cases? I mean, you guys have... A lot fewer cases than we do. Mm, honestly, I I really I gotta be real with you. I disconnected probably around May of last year. I just really wasn't following as much as what was going on because I think a lot of those you know numbers are also you know probably questionable and you know I just kind of didn't want to get my my mindset into like how bad it is or you know get my yeah. hopes up and like maybe it's gonna be better. Um, so I just kind of let it slide. Um, so I, I honestly don't know. I think the, the the whole world got affected more or less equally, in my opinion. I mean, I can't see how one country could have prevented it way better than the other one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess you just never know, really. Yeah. Well, you're you're not originally from Canada. Where are you from again? I can't remember. Yeah, I'm actually uh, born in Serbia. It's a small okay. country in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you still have family there? Yeah, I sure do. Actually, okay. I'm a I'm a lone wolf over here in the Great North. <laughs> Has it been hard for you not being able to travel over there and see them? 
It is tough, man. It is tough. I mean, to be fair, it's not like I can go, you know, super often anyway. But yeah. obviously, with this, it's been a, an extra delay on top of everything. So it's definitely a challenge for sure. Yeah. So uh, you guys have a new single out. That's right. I'm digging it, man. It's good stuff. <laughs> Thanks. Um, now the last time I, I I spoke with you, you were playing with Keychain. Uh, mm-hmm. that fell apart. So, uh, how did you end up with this group? Um, it's quite a long story, so I'll, I'll make it, uh, as, as, you know, as entertaining as I can for the okay. listeners and you. Um, so basically when we split ways, uh, in teaching, that was back in 2017, uh, Cody and I kind of posted some ads around and we were auditioning some people and uh, listening to some demos that were sent to us. Um, and we came across, uh, one dude that we both really, really liked and we instantly knew that that was the right fit. Um, and his name is Robbie. So he's actually the singer uh, okay. from Six Sense. And, um, we started working on some demos and, uh, kind of one thing led to another. Um, but by the time we, we got finished with, I want to say like, you know, almost all the writing for what we have right now in terms of the music, we kind of figured that we would feel better if we had a fresh start. Um, so that's why we changed the the band name, and uh, you know, also I think it also made the other guys in the band kind of more included, uh, as opposed to you know the feeling when you join the band versus when you make a band all together. Yeah. So I think that that really helped uh, the morale for the, the whole band. Right on. Um, I actually had your uh, your old singer on the show uh, shortly after he left the band. Um, nice. What exactly happened with him? I I know I I've I got a story from him. Uh, you know, kind of curious. You know, your side of things. Right, right. Well, I mean, it's um, it, look, touring. You know, as much as as we did is obviously extremely difficult, and I think that um, you know, it just none of us were really kind of prepared and, and knew what to expect uh, but as a general rule of thumb I think that you know somebody who's going to commit to touring has to be you know extremely careful with both you know their their uh, you know their voice and their their uh, you know physical state and uh, mental state as well and uh, we kind of felt that with Jay we were having you know some issues here and there, which is completely normal. I think every band member does, and we all have hiccups and, you know, hard times. Um, but yeah, it just kind of got to a point where like, you know, we had to cancel like a whole, you know, string of shows, like for the third time in a row, cause he kept on losing his voice. And, you know, looking back at it now, it, it's kind of normal, you know, like if we, you know, obviously pushed him all, you know, harder than maybe we should have. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I think that we also were responsible for, you know, everything that happened as a band. And, uh, you know, as much as we maybe pushed him hard, I also think that it was, you know, his responsibility as a singer to make sure that he was on top of his game. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it, it is what it is, man. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we don't really have any bad blood between each other. We actually spoke a few times after that as well. And, you know, it's not like we, uh, you know, we like ignore each other or whatnot, but, uh Bottom line is, it, it wouldn't have worked out. Uh, what we, what Cody and I had in mind, um, I don't think that you know Jay was on the same wavelength as as we were, and uh, you know Cody and I understood that 
it, it really has to be like the all or nothing kind of deal. So we had to be super focused with, you know, being, you know, physically and mentally prepared for, you know, those things. And that does require sacrifice. So it's not only, you know, leaving your home life, you know, behind you, but it's also, uh, you know, not, you know, staying super late every night and, and, and partying and this and that. Like you have to kind of, you know, be careful with your body yeah. to, to maintain, yeah, the level of performance that people expect you to deliver day in and day out. So, yeah, we did party too hard that one night. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget, yeah. bro. I'll never forget. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what he told me, though, that, uh, you know, his voice couldn't handle the uh, the rigorous touring schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody's sure. cut it's out to be a singer in a metal band, you know. Even if you have the voice for it, you know, you may not have the stamina to be able to keep up every night. Exactly, exactly. And again, you know, don't get me wrong. I, you know, for, for what he did pull off, you know, in, in the first couple of years, you know, it's it. He deserves a lot of respect for it. I mean, you know, he, after all, he was handling, you know, all of the vocal duties himself. So he was, you know, rapping, he was screaming, he was singing. Um, so those are all things that, you know, not everybody could pull off. But again, you know, we also have to be careful with, you know, we have to make sure not to bite off more than what we can chew. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what, what happened. Again, if we had, you know, different circumstances, different... Uh, different time maybe we would have handled things differently um but again it is what it is man i mean you yeah. live and you learn yeah uh so you guys went with two singers this time around uh exactly two completely different uh types of singers too i really like that um i feel like the uh the two singer thing kind of disappeared for a while it's starting to come back again yeah, totally, totally. So that was one of the things that I remember talking with Robbie as soon as he has sent the initial demos for the band. Like, we thought it was great, but we were kind of at a point where we didn't just want to, you know, redo the same thing again. Like, we didn't want, you know, Keychain 2.0. We wanted yeah. something, you know, to expand on different styles, different genres, you know, kind of push ourselves, our creativity, and also our personal musical taste, because we all listen to a whole bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think we just, you know, came to a logical conclusion that having two singers would really allow us to, to go where we want, which is anywhere, anywhere we, we literally want, we can actually achieve that now. Yeah, right on, man. Uh, so what's, what's the future looking like for you guys? Got a record coming um, out? tour what's going on it's rather uncertain because of the whole covid thing still yeah. um we have recorded uh, quite a a bit of stuff uh, but we're going to be releasing it rather sporadically until we can figure out if there's going to be and when they're going to be like, in a touring or any shows or stuff like that um so we're looking at possibly releasing uh, a song or two uh by the end of the year and then we're going to drop a full ep Okay. Uh, in the beginning of 2022, um, so it's definitely in the works. Uh, a lot of a lot of hard work is being put behind the scenes, but uh, yeah, for now we're just gonna write out that first single for the next little while, and then uh, we'll, we'll get on the the second uh, single and possibly the the third one with the EP drop as well. Okay. Yeah, you know I've I've, I've tried booking a lot of guests on the show over the last year and a half, and you know, a lot of them declined to come on because they're like, well, I, I don't have anything to promote. 
know, like we're not doing shows. A lot of artists were even putting off releasing material because they were like, why, why put it out now when we can't tour to support it? You know, they're, they're not making money off of album sales. They're making money being on the road. So why put out an album? There's no way you can tour to support it, you know. Yeah, 100%, man. And it's kind of the same thing with us. We actually finished uh, a, like a album worth of, of songs. I want to say, I think it was uh, maybe 2020. Yeah, so it's been, it's, oh, wow. it's been already more than a year. Yeah. Um, and then we were like, okay, let's just, you know, see if we can wait this out and then drop the record when we start touring. And then obviously we quickly noticed that it was probably not going to happen for a little while. So that's why we decided to, to do the, the, the single and the EP approach uh, before dropping the whole thing. Because like you said, bro, and I think every single musician at this point understands that there's not a single dollar to be made out of uh, like, you know, streams or, or YouTube plays yeah. or whatnot. It's all about going on the road. And, and at the end of the day, that's why we do it, right? Because yeah. we want to go on the road. We want to play those shows. So if you can't, then what's the point of dropping 10 songs where it's just going to get you know, forgotten by the time bands go back on the road? Exactly. And I'm, I'm sure you probably miss playing shows. How long has it been since you played a show? Oh, dude. So I played my last show with my other metal band uh, in... October of 2019. So oh, this wow. is actually, yeah, it's actually the the longest I've ever went without playing a single show in my life. So it's 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 tough, man. Wow. Are you still playing with the other band, uh, Bane? Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, obviously not now. Uh, the, the so the band is still is still there. It's just we're kind of in a hibernation mode at this point. Okay. Um, just writing some stuff for now and kind of taking it one day at a time. Cause again, I've seen so many bands, you know, book a tour, cancel it, reschedule it, cancel yeah. it again. So at that point, it, you know, it, it's just not worth all that time and investment at this moment. Yeah. I'm, I'm already seeing tours that were rescheduled from last year to this year that are again, rescheduling for next year. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's such a, it's, as you know, it, it's such a strain and like a, like a, I mean, bands almost get nervous breakdowns these days. Like just, you know, they put all they have and so much energy and so much money and so much time. I mean, look, look at what happened to Spirit Box. They had their European tour cut short a few years ago when COVID started, yeah. uh, when they were touring with After the Burial, I think. And then, you know, they you know, probably waited out like everybody else. And now they go back on the road with Limp Bizkit and three shows in, they cancel that tour yeah. again. So it's like, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's insane. It's like, you just never know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you've got, uh, live nation and, uh, AEG that are now requiring vaccination cards to get in the shows. That's yeah, uh, dude. Yeah, that's a slippery slope to go down, you know, that's, that's a, that's a bold move. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I, I actually just saw that announcement. I think it was yesterday and I, I was like, wow, man, I started thinking about it. Like all those, those like limitations and complications and, and yeah. yikes. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say, man. <laughs> it, it almost seems easier to just cancel the tours, you know? 
<laughs> exactly. And honestly, it is. Because like, I'm looking at the, the Black Dahlia murder now. Uh, they've announced a, a show, uh, a tour, sorry, in the U.S. and a little bit of Canada. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how are they going to even cross the, the border? Like, yeah. how does that even work now? Like, they change rules and regulations every day. It's like, I, I don't even know if they're, they're going to make it over the border. And that's why I'm not even buying my ticket. Because, like, it's, so many shows have been canceled already. It's like, what's the point? Like, I just buy the ticket, get refunded, buy the ticket, get refunded. It's like, how many times can you do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're not allowed in Canada right now. Because we're a bunch of super spreaders down here. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it goes both ways, man. I think I think nobody can go in or out unless you yeah. have, like, an actual like work permit or uh, study visa or whatever. Yeah, I'm just glad that I'm not in Florida anymore. I'm back in Ohio. <laughs> it's real bad down there. Oh, is it? Yeah. Like I said, I really disconnected. Is uh, I don't know, but 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 I see they have some shows going on. Like it, I don't know. Uh, Florida's been completely open since June of last year, which is why wow. it's so bad down there. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, so with with this new band, uh. Are you guys still going to be with uh, Zombie Shark, or are you guys going independent? We've had long talks about, you know, what to do, how to do it. Um, we were talking with, you know, several management companies uh, before we, we released the stuff. Um, Brandon, honestly, we kind of just decided to do it yourself and, like, literally from A to Z DIY. So we just felt that as much as it would be cool to have that like instant recognition of you know let's say if you were like on on fearless or rise or whatever at the same time you know we knew that we weren't going to be able to tour so you know kind of giving away a a piece of the the cake so to speak right off the bat without even having a chance to to feel it out and to see how it's going to go i think we were all a little bit uncomfortable with that idea um so this way at least you know we we hold on to everything that's ours and we decide you know what what song we want to do the videos for when we want to drop the ep so it's also cool obviously it's a lot of work um and all of the band members have been extremely you know, helpful and, uh, you know, supportive with each other in terms of, you know, just doing the promos and then doing all the, the internet stuff and whatnot. Um, you know, again, it's, it's, a, it's a learning experience. Like, I never figured, you know, we would kind of get to this point where it's actually almost makes more sense, at least for a new band, to, to kick it off, do it yourself, rather than go on a, on a huge label right away. Yeah. It's definitely easier nowadays to do it by, your, like, do it yourself and, and, still make a living doing it than it was 20, 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't have streaming, so you couldn't get out to the masses the way that you can now. Uh, You know, the internet was still in its infancy at that time. So it was a lot harder to market an independent band than it is now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, definitely. Uh, it definitely required, you know, a whole team back in the day, like you say, because, you know, for, for the PR, you'd have actual magazines, right? Yeah. And then, you know, radio and stuff like that. And I think all of that kind of got blended into the internet, really, because, you know, it, it's the one spot where, you know, you could literally go on the radio or go on websites and read what's new in the world of, you know, metal or hip hop or whatever. Um, so yeah, definitely, you know, I think a lot of the band members, especially the ones who, you know, are, are comfortable with the whole kind of, you know, I can share my, 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 you know, parts of my 
private life, uh, you know, with the world, with the internet, like they really know how to, you know, engage the people. And I think also that that's what kind of makes it, you know, uh, almost like a personal connection, even before you get a chance to meet the band or to see the band live, because you cannot really see, you know, what kind of personalities the band members have. And I think it's important for a lot of people to relate, you know, not only to the music, but also to the people behind it as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so when you guys do finally get back out on the road, what are some places you are uh, excited to go out and visit again? Definitely Ohio, baby. You know it. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I, I might have to come out of retirement from booking shows to book you guys once you come out. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. We'll make it happen for sure. Um, but yeah, honestly, man, uh, US has always been, you know, in my top, you know, five, if not top three countries in the world, uh, you know, as, as far as playing shows and just, you know, going there and, and, and meeting, you know, all kinds of people. Um, so definitely the US is, uh, I would say the number one, you know, spot we'd want to hit up as soon as we can go back to touring. Um, two of our band members are actually in Illinois, so it'll make it a little bit easier. Okay. Um, yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, I don't know. I mean, we, you know, honestly, we're just so green. We're so fresh. We're so young. Like, I yeah, can't talk much about, you know, what it's going to happen. You know, I just, we, we have to wait out on the opportunities. But uh, as soon as we can, definitely U.S. will be on, on the top of that list. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in in your your time touring though, uh, what are some of the bands you've enjoyed touring with the most? Um, oh, that I mean, honestly, I, I've really noticed that you can learn a lot with just about any single band who you tour with. Um, we've definitely appreciated touring with a, a band from Dallas called Attacking back in uh, I think twenty seventeen. Um, it was one of those bands that, like, we that just was you guys were touring with when I booked you the first time. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So those guys, I remember, they came out and they were like super organized and they had like in ears, you know, and, and backing tracks, and that was all like new for us. We were just like, you know, four dudes that came out of a, you know, a jam room and started, you know, just packed our stuff in the van and went on the road. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was you know definitely a, a good learning experience. Um, in terms of like the more you know bigger bands that we had a chance to to play shows with, uh, The Devil Wears Prada was one of the most insane you know shows I, I've seen in terms of like how how good they were, how professional they were. Um, of Mice and Men was also a great example of how humble you have to stay, regardless of the status that you're you know in the music scene. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, I could go on and on, but you know, there's, there's bits and pieces that you learn from every band. And I think at the end of the day, that's, what's so cool about it. Cause you know, when you tour with other bands, you know, you kind of help each other out and you kind of straighten their weaknesses and it goes vice versa. Right. So it's, that's what it's all about, man. At the end of the day, I think. What would be the perfect lineup for your dream tour? Um, with six cents. Oh my God. I think. Every single band member would have a different opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just asking for yours here. Okay, uh, so for mine, oh, wow, bro, that is tough. Like, here's the thing. There's uh, things that I think would mesh better with the band in terms of the style that we do. And then there's bands that I would personally love to, to play shows and, and probably hang out with. Uh, but if we go in terms of what I think would be a good fit, 
Um, I think that oh, dude, there's so many. <laughs> I don't know what happened to I don't know what happened to issues. Um, but I think that would have been a cool fit. But I think the singer is no longer that band. Oh, um, I didn't issues. Know yeah, I think I think I read something that he's no longer in the band, uh, and it's a shame because I think that would have been a, a killer uh, band to tour with style wise. Um, Dayseeker is one of my my re- more recent favorite bands. I think that would be a great mix. Um, Spirit Box would also be pretty cool, of course. Um, yeah, man, uh, it, it's it's really tough. Fire from the Gods is also pretty cool. They also have that like you know reggae hip hop approach to their metal, so yeah. it's yeah. That actually sounds like a pretty sick lineup for a tour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? I think as a headliner, if I were to put Skin Dread, that would be oh, that would dude. be where it's at. <laughs> Are they still around? <laughs> I haven't heard anything um, from them I, in a while. I don't. I think that they're one of those bands that kind of postpone on releasing new stuff. But I did actually see a snippet from. Uh, I think it was Bloodstock Festival in the UK. Okay. It was packed, bro. There were like thousands upon thousands of people, so it was pretty awesome to see that. What did you think of uh, of Fred Durst's new look? <laughs> I gotta Honestly, ask. Man, <laughs> I, I, you know what's funny, bro? So I saw this picture of him and Wes Borland, and the caption said, like, yeah, people are, like, you know, talking about Fred Durst's looks, and, like, have you even seen Wes? And Wes is all, like, you know, in his <laughs> yeah. mask and the makeup. And <laughs> it's, it, it's funny, though, that, like, everybody's talking about Fred, but then Wes looks like that. Like, that's a normal dynamic for that band. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought it was insane because, like, you know, I remember when Limbisky came out and everybody was like obsessed with like the the, the contacts that Wes had and yeah. like, he had all the like, body pain everywhere. And now, like, Fred comes looking like a, like a dad, and everyone's talking about him. Like, yeah. he, honestly, dude, he's a marketing genius. I I love yeah. the guy. I mean, obviously, I've never met him, but I think he's a. Uh, you know, he he really pulls out the most out of what he can. And I think that was his strength, you know, throughout his entire career. I think, you know, obviously there's a lot of people who can, you know, rhyme faster or, or you know, just, you know, have like this huge voice ranges or whatnot. But Fred, what he did, he was the best at it, hands down. So I, I definitely dig yeah. the, the look. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, Fred is, yeah, you, you nailed it. He's a marketing genius. Uh you know, Limp Biscuit, I would say, is a pretty mediocre band, but it was his his persona and his marketing that made me a huge fan. And you know, 25 years exactly. later, I'm still listening to them because of the marketing genius that he is. Exactly, dude. No, that's that's exactly it. And I, I remember seeing some people putting some stats how they, they had, like, I don't know, like a like a million extra views or plays or whatever the hell it was. Um, and that's off of just like that one Lollapalooza show. Yeah. Like, honestly, not a lot of bands can pull that off, man. Like, I really got to give credit where it's due. Yeah. And I, I know it's just a wig, but I'm still kind of jealous at how sweet that hair looks. <laughs> totally. Dude, he nailed it. That that was like the, the best wig. And plus, it was like a perfect mix for like the dad vibe song. Yeah. Because like he he literally had like a dad vibe going on. Again, the guy is just a genius. Yeah. <laughs> but I hope uh, I don't know. Obviously, we understand that it's not like super lucrative to uh, put out a, a new album at this time. But I'm really hoping to hear something soon from them. Yeah. 
Oh, before they played that song, they said it was the first single off their new album. So, oh, hopefully, wow. yeah, hopefully that's coming soon. Hopefully, yeah. Um, so when are you guys planning on putting out single number two? Do you have a date on that yet? Not just yet, but we're currently working out the details for the the second video clip. So okay. I think as soon as we get yeah all the pieces together. Uh, obviously, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time to do the, the montage and the editing and whatnot, but if everything looks good, I will probably be up by the end of the year. I don't want to, you know, give you an, uh, an exact time cause I don't have it, but with a little bit of luck, it should be out in, uh, in, in a few months. Do you like doing music videos? Honestly, no. no. <laughs> I mean, it's, do you think it's, it's a, a dying lot- format? uh interesting interesting topic man like um it's weird because i feel it has a lot to do with how controversial your music video is like people will almost ignore the song that's on the video if the video itself is either like super visually uh you know attractive or if it's uh like controversial in any kind of way like wap um yeah yeah exactly exactly (laughs) Uh, like I, I don't even know what that song actually sounds like. I just remember people sharing that video and be like, "Oh my god, oh my god, look at this video." Um, so yeah, it's I don't know. I, I kind of feel that for metal videos, were never really the 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 like the selling point anyway. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I do feel that it's still stronger to put out a video rather than just like a lyric video or like a like an official track stream or whatever. Um, but I don't know what made you, what made you ask me that question? I'm curious. Like, do you think it's a dying, uh, see, it seems to me, uh, nowadays more rock artists seem to dislike doing it. Whereas more top 40 artists seem to be into it, you know, like Mm -hmm. the, you know, like most rock artists, they'll just go and shoot like a quick, uh, performance video in some abandoned place or something. Whereas, you know, like these pop and hip hop artists will make this big, extravagant, artsy video. So it's just something that I felt like, you know, maybe rock artists aren't into doing it anymore. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's definitely a you know a grueling couple of days for the shoot itself. And then also, you know, there's the, the, the money and the time that goes into it. If it's I don't know, and it's it's a really good question. Like, is it worth it? I can't tell you because at the end of the day, you can't release a track with and without the video at the same time yeah. and compare it, right? So you just kind of have to, you know, bite the bullet and see where it goes. But um, I, I'm definitely with you on that. I don't think that videos will be much of a thing for rock and for metal in general. I think that audience has always leaned more towards either live shows or actual records, like having and owning a physical record and yeah. listening to it. And then, yeah, pop was always kind of the sugary bubblegum kind of, you know, three-minute, you know, sugar rush, and then after that, it's gone, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so back in the day, though, when, like, MTV was still playing music videos, you know, you didn't make, you know, a whole lot in royalties. It's, it's kind of like radio play. You know, they played a the video, <laughs> you wouldn't make shit for money. But if MTV had your video in regular rotation... You know, you were probably going to go at least one time platinum. Yeah. You know, and nowadays, yeah. you know, 
every music video that's ever been made is on demand on on YouTube. Exactly. And yeah, who's it really catering to? It's not existing to push albums. It's existing just for your fans to see your faces, really. Couldn't agree more. I really think that that's what it's all about. It's for people to kind of, you know, like you said, see the, the faces, see who's behind it, kind of relate to them in a certain way. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I never really was a, a huge fan of the videos, um, both, you know, making them, like shooting them and then also looking at them. I'm definitely more of a traditional, you know, alternative music listener where I would, you know, go to a show, buy the record, come home, listen to it for months until I knew every note and then wait until the next one would come out. Like the whole visual aspect of today's music industry, to be honest, is is not really doing it for me. But again, you know, you kind of have to play that game to a certain extent to, to be relevant. Now, do do you think that rock itself is dying? Um, that I seems mean, to be the topic of conversation right now. Everybody's talking about that, including Gene Simmons. <laughs> True. Um, I mean, look, where Gene is coming from specifically, I think that it is dying in the sense that it's not growing. It's not evolving. Like, Brandon, when was the last time that a recent band sold enough tickets to set out like an arena or like a, a huge venue? And that was like specifically rock or metal, right? Like very, very few far between. Honestly, if you ask me who the biggest rock or metal band in the world is right now, I couldn't tell you. That's it. So again, from that point of view, I kind of agree that rock is dying in the sense that it's not expanding. It's not reaching new listeners. It's only catering to the people who are in their, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, who have already, you know, declared themselves as diehard lifelong Kiss fans or ACDC fans or Rolling Stones fans, you know. Um, But at the same time, I think that, you know, a lot of things have evolved with the internet itself. So I don't think it's just single-handedly affecting rock in general. I think that, you know, for bands who play, let's say, for example, like a Depeche Mode style of music, they also can't sell out arenas. Like, they probably are still stuck playing, you know, smaller venues, you know, selling 100, 200, 300 tickets per night. So, you know, I don't think that rock will ever literally die, but I don't think that it'll get ever bigger than how it was, you know, in the late 80s and early 90s. Well, yeah. And, you know, over, like, the last decade or so, uh, there haven't been a whole lot of newer rock acts that have really wowed me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like, you know, somebody, somebody will say, oh, hey, check this band out, and I'll listen to it. It sounds like everything else that's out there. You know, there's been there's been a few that have come out. Uh, obviously, Keychain. Uh, you know, I was blown away by you guys the first time I heard you guys. Uh, that's why, like, I was super excited when when JP hit me up about booking you guys because I'd been jamming your shit for a little while. Um, Islander. That's another one that you know has come out in the last decade that I've really liked. Uh, Davy Suicide's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like, uh, a lot of these newer rock acts, they'll, they'll pick a a formula and they'll just stick with it and then they don't evolve. A hundred percent. Whereas I, I feel like there's a lot more pop acts that are trying new and experimental things more. 
I'm with you. I'm with you on that, man. And uh, we're going to get like uh, geeky for, for a, a little bit here. But I actually had this conversation with a, a few you know musicians and buddies of mine. And where we believe that a lot of the the so-called issues are coming from, it's the fact that everything is accessible to everybody. So, for example, you have Misha from Periphery who was like, hey, guys, like I have this new you know, killer guitar tone that you can download digitally and put it in your recording software and you can sound exactly like me for like, I don't know, 50 bucks. So everybody in the world that listens to metal is currently into periphery. Yeah. So they're going to download him like his, his software or whatever. And everything is going to sound the exact same. And like you said, it's the same thing with, with song arrangement. People are just comfortable knowing that you know what kind of format is going to please people so a lot of them are never going to push themselves more than that and try to be experimental and try different things they're just going to be like oh well you know like i don't know this great band that i love just put out their record and every track has you know the same arrangement the same sound the same production yeah and you know, it's when you see that it works for somebody else, I think people are more tended to follow and to kind of hope that it'll work for them rather than to take a huge leap of faith and do something completely different. Um, so it's, it's you know, it's a lot of, you know, uh, supply and demand. And also, I think the, um, I don't want to say insecurity, but, you know, the, the, let the, the risk factor of like people not willing to to, to chance these kinds of things because they're afraid that they might not you know get the the amount of support or respect or you know you know the the, the feedback the positive feedback that comes back from the audience who listens to those specific kinds of bands yeah so uh you've been around touring uh who are some some of the bands that are out there the newer rock bands that have wowed you that they you think people should check out um okay there's definitely a few i think the biggest wow for me was a band from spain called bolu to death i'll spell it out because it's super complicated <laughs> so b <laughs> b-o-l-u two like the digit two okay. and then death after those guys have single-handedly made the best in my opinion combination of genres they went from flamenco to dubstep to hardcore to metal to pop like Holy those shit. guys were just insane yeah honestly like i've never heard wow. anything like that See, that sounds right up my alley right there totally totally and honestly i'm pretty sure you'll dig it man like I, I i know what you like i know you're super versatile and i think those guys have like a, a insane blend of, of all those kinds of things um so yeah bolu to death is definitely a band that i would check out um other than that uh oh dude it's kind of those questions where you know all these bands and when you get put on the spot <laughs> yeah think about it <laughs> um there was definitely definitely some other bands that i liked Metal Mafia has uh, a pretty unique sound. You guys toured with them. Yeah, yeah, a couple of occasions and super interesting live band. Yeah. A band that puts a lot of emphasis on the visuals, which is also really great because a lot of times metal bands are going to be focused on the technicality of their show. Yeah. But they understood that, you know, it's uh, it, you have to create a, a show with the little that those guys have in terms of like props because um, they're also like on a, on a do-it-yourself kind of budget, just yeah. like we were. Uh, they definitely stood out. Like I remember 
you know, going from one city to another and all the people were like, oh my God, like they were all like synchronized doing moves all at the same time. Like it was just, it was just incredible. They're like, uh, like a dance party right in the middle of a metal show. That's the best exactly. way to describe those guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I, no, definitely. I, I think that what, what what will always have me being partial to, you know, the new metal movement, which is you know where I started musically, was you know we we came from an era where we were introduced to so many different genres growing up we were probably the first ones that had you know we had music all the way from the 50s to you know the mid 90s to choose from for influence you know Mm -hmm. like i remember you know my mom and, and dad listening to like country from like the 60s and and being into that but then like i had older brothers that were into like the new wave and the hair metal and then you know, I, I grew up in an all-black neighborhood, so then I was listening to rap. So then when, when I started playing music myself, I kind of threw all that together. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's so many bands at that same time that were doing the same thing. Bands like, you know, Limp Biscuit and Head P.E. is another great example. I mean... Of course. The, they'll have, like, metal riffs playing over jazz drums. Yeah, I, I think that's what is so fucking unique about that particular genre to the point where they really couldn't even come up with a, a name that fit the genre in a way, you know? It's just like, well, we'll just call it new metal because we don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> you know? It's true. It's true, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. There, you know, that's also why, you know, I, I gravitate to that genre a lot because it's just kind of those, like, no limit, no boundaries. And, you know, what's super interesting, unlike today's modern metal or hardcore or whatever, in, in new metal, you still had all these bands put into that one genre, and yet it took you three seconds to tell exactly what band it was. Like, every single band had their exact unique sound, but they still fit together. Like, for example, if you put them on a bill or on a tour on a festival together. Um, and like you said, there's, there's, I think there's that, that connection of, of different styles, different cultures that appeal to a lot of people because, you know, it's... Um, you know, rap and hip hop is is mainly like a groove oriented music, and then metal before that was you know hair metal, so it was all about flashy guitar solos and huge choruses. Yeah. But then you know you put all of that together, and you get something that's straight up unique. Like it's not something that you can just copy paste and redo. Like you have to have your your own influences, your own flavor into making it something like that. And it was one of the few, uh, you know trends in in music history that you didn't have a ton of bands that sounded the same you know you you put like limp biscuit and deftones corn incubus coal chamber all in the same genre but none of those bands sound alike exactly you know and it's still kind of that way with you know the the newer bands that are coming out uh I mean, you guys don't sound anything like uh, like Metal Mafia or Islander or Addiction or any of those uh, No Self. You, uh, those all those bands have unique sounds. 
It's true. It's true. Yeah. Like you said, I think it's just the fact that, you know, we, we had a chance to, to grab, you know, bits and pieces from all over the place. Um, you know, metal, hip hop, rock, country, even, you know, reggae, you know, a lot of bands are, are, are going down that route as well. Um, so it's just, you know, a fun, fun genre that you could really be super creative and kind of be true to yourself as well. Because it's not like one of those genres where, like we talked about earlier, it has to be, you know, a three and a half minute song versus chorus versus bridge chorus. And yeah. That's it. Like you could actually experiment a lot and, you know, have different textures, different tones um so yeah it's it's uh i i honestly i just hope that you know bands are going to keep doing that style and not you know want to copy paste and be exactly like lincoln park or limp biscuit or you know any of those bands like it's it's you know it's the uniqueness that makes it so special yeah exactly um so before we go uh tell everyone how they could listen to the new track um, so the best way is to type sick sense all in one word and then type the words make believe. Um, it's out on all the platforms. So YouTube, Spotify, and all the other stuff that the kids like these days. Um, other than that, our URLs are all for the most part, sick X sense. So there's an X in between the sick and the sense. Um, if you guys want to add it on Instagram or, uh, Facebook or Twitter, and uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll get a chance to, to do some shows across the U.S. But until then, it's going to be uh, some streaming before we get to that. <laughs> are, you, are you guys uh, going to be doing any streaming shows? Or how do you feel about that? You know that? what? Um, personally, I am not that big of a fan. I watched a couple over the, the you know, when the quarantine was like at its worst. Because um, I was just feeling super nostalgic about it. But as you know, a show is, you know, the connection that the band can make with the people. And when the band plays a rehearsal space or an empty venue, they just don't have that spark. At least, you know, for the most part, they just don't feed off of that energy, which yeah, which is what makes it so great. Um, and as far as we go, we can't because we are five band members spread across four different cities and two countries. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, That's yeah. Yeah, in COVID times, it's impossible to get everybody together. We were super fortunate that we managed to do the the one video clip earlier this summer, and then we're gonna you know do whatever we can to do the the second video uh, shortly. But other than that, it's it's gonna be impossible to to plan out any other projects. Yeah. So you and and Cody are in Montreal, right? Uh, yeah, so technically Cody lives in, uh, the province of Ontario, okay. which is, uh, just the one right next to Quebec. So yeah. he's about an hour and a half away. Uh, so the drive is honestly not that bad, but then our bass player is like three and a half hours north in Quebec city. Oh jeez! And then, yeah, R- Vicky and Rob are, uh, in Chicago. So... <laughs> Yeah, no matter how you twist or turn it, it's it's tough to get us all at, at one place. <laughs> so, Vicky and Rob are Americans? Uh, Rob is born Canadian, but okay. is actually American as of right now, yeah. Okay. That's cool. All right. Hey, uh, I want to thank you for, for coming on the show, man. Brandon, thank talk. you so much for having me. It's been long overdue, and yeah. I really hope the next time we meet, it's going to be in person because we, we so, need man. it for for our souls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to hearing more music from you guys too. 
I really, really dig that new song, man. Thanks, bro. It's coming. It's coming. You'll definitely be one of the first ones to get a sneak peek uh, on the next uh, the next single. All right, man. Well, thank you very much again. Thank you so much, bro. All right, man. I will talk to you later. You got it. Cheers. All right, we will be back in a few minutes. Stay tuned. Head on over to PlanetChaosRadio.com and check out our new merch store. You can grab yourself a t-shirt, hoodie, stickers, pillows, and more. You can also get Brandon's book, Bedtime Stories, there as well. That is PlanetChaosRadio.com. I don't see how I function day to day with all these minorities. It's driving me crazy. What are you talking about, baby? You know, black people, Hispanic, you know, whatever the heck these other races are. I hate them. They're ignorant, stupid, and I wish they wouldn't exist. Well, they do, honey, and you sound ignorant and stupid for saying these such things. Look at me. I'm black and Egyptian. You sound like a racist. Uh, duh. I am a racist. Is racism a problem in your life? Can't seem to shake the hate? If you want to get a handle on your inner issues, there's a solution we'll be happy to help you with. It's called Sternless. This amazing product helps you deal with your racism hate tactics, turning your feelings right side up, feeling absolute love for everyone. I ordered the product for my boyfriend, and he's nicer and more loving than ever. He even listens to rap music now. Hey honey. Yes, sunshine. How about we have a barbecue, ribs, a whole bunch of meat, invite Shaniqua, Pedro, Juan, Devante, bring all the homies. Let's get this party started. Okay, honey, I'm calling the right now thank you sternless thank you yeah well at least we five fast sauce boobs lord they weren't the best but they were boobs i tell you <laughs> that was funny hey how's it going how's it going good where are you from me oklahoma oklahoma no shit my wife's brother lives we, in Oklahoma. Oh, really? Yeah. How, how's the weather of Oklahoma tonight? It's fine. Cold. Oh, yeah. How cold is it? I don't know. I didn't check the weather. Oh. Well, let's ask, if you went outside in your underwear, would you freeze your balls off right now? Do what? If you went outside in your underwear, would you freeze your balls off? Is it that cold? No. Oh, no? Oh, it is chilly then. See, I'm in Ohio. It's like 35, I think. Oh, you're in Iowa? No, Ohio. See? Browns? Ohio. Oh, Idaho. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You know. (laughs) So what do you do, man? Used to be a janitor, but I quit and retired. At school? No, retired from being a janitor. Yeah, were you a janitor at a school or like a business? Businesses. What's the sickest thing you ever had to clean up as a janitor? Oh, people shit. No way. Like, like in like a corporate office, like just shit everywhere. Like, like plugging up toilets, unplugging toilets, stuff like that. Ah, oh, what's the weirdest thing you've seen plugged in a toilet? When it overflows, when you're trying to flush it. <laughs> oh, 
Because you got to clean the mess up, too. You ever accidentally step in it and it soaks into your shoes and your socks and shit? Sometimes. Oh, that's gross. Do you ever smell the sock after it dries? Get curious? No. I, no? I wash it as soon as oh. I get home. Not even a courtesy sniff before you threw it in the washer? Yeah. <laughs> ah. So what are you doing tonight? Just chilling on the Omegle? On the Megala? Just bored. That's how you pronounce it? Omegala? Yeah. Oh, I've been calling it Omegle. Oh. I've been calling it Omegle. Well, I feel stupid now. No, that's okay. Is it nice talking to someone without their dick hanging out? The, on what? Is it nice t talking to someone without their dick hanging out? Oh, yeah. I've seen yeah, like very, very 30 much. penises tonight. Really? I've only seen two, so I'm lucky. Oh, you're lucky. I saw one boob. It wasn't a very nice boob, but it was a boob nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's luck, I guess. It was luck. Lucky you only got to see one boob. <laughs> I know. I, 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 boobs, you have to have the whole set to appreciate them. You know, you can have one nice boob, one fucked yeah. up boob. You don't know. I got to see both of yeah. them to make sure. And then these kids are disrespectful. Yeah, they are. I had one kid. He sounded like he was British trying to rap. He's like, give me three words. I gave him three words. He only rapped one. <laughs> and then he quit. Yeah. Yeah. Do a rap god for me. I, I can't. Do you have a red cap on? I don't. I don't do that rap. I don't, I'm not that good at rapping. The only raps I know have a damn word in it with a hard R, and I'm not allowed to say that things. <laughs> no, no, no. Did he have a red cap on? Oh, the kid? No, it was just his ceiling. Like I didn't see his it was? face. Are you on Migo again? Yeah, I'm just meeting people. Who's that? I met some people and I was like, ah. Yeah. Who's that guy? Oh, that's my roommate. He's been drinking. Oh, yeah? What's he been drinking? Bush beer. Bush beer. Of course. Because the booze? Cash, <laughs> he, he said cash, homie. He said cash, homie. Oh, cash? Because you said cash, homie. That's what Bush stands for. Oh, okay. I've, I've heard that, yeah. There ain't nothing wrong with Bush is good if you're just sitting around with your buddy, just drinking at it's home. Just oh, it's, yeah, you don't buy the good shit it. until you go out somewhere. Like, it's if you go to a party. He says the leftover Budweiser. It's awesome. <laughs> what does he do? What does he do? What does your roommate do? Uh, he likes to, uh, do odd jobs. Oh, yeah? He's a journeyman. The what? He's a journeyman. Yeah, he does cut trees. He cuts trees. He uses bobcats. Uh, oh. Uh, forklifts. He does have the forklifts like I do. I had to be janitorial. I had to. I had to use a forklift to push up trash. Yeah, I remember when I was younger. I worked at a plastic plant, and I used to drive a little tow motor, little forklift thing. 
It's weird, like, to spin them. Yeah, it's really. I used to be able to spin it and kind of slide it a little bit. How old is he? Oh, really? Yeah. They don't have their company open anymore, do they? Oh, this is in Ohio. This was years ago. No, I think it. I think it closed down years ago. Guy ended up getting Where busted. Was it? it was in Ohio, a place called Bloom Industries. Like the Youngstown area. I'm from the Youngstown area. You ever I hear used Youngstown? to work for a company that plastics in Texas. Oh. Cool. And he was he was a mighty ignorant man. Uh, he he overspent things. He he bought expensive stuff. In the in his I went to his house. He's, he's got a gorgeous house. He had in the gar uh, garage a door, a glass all the way around, a carpet and a rug with a round rug on it, and uh, a TV so he can, a dog can watch TV. That's sweet. Yeah. What does his what? wife look like? Oh. What's up, man? What does his oh, wife look like? Bet he had a hot wife, didn't he? Oh, she was an older lady, old woman. He was an old man. Oh. What about his daughter? I don't Any think hot there's too many plastic plants anymore <laughs> open. No, it's a niche thing now. I mean, there are a lot of them still open, but they're all... It's hard work, because they, they usually run 12-hour shifts... And most, most people can't keep up with it. It's hard. Like and what do they make with plastic? Oh, and I, I made, like, garbage cans, chairs, toolboxes, a whole bunch of stuff. Like, you never know what comes through. Sleds. These little tiny oh, fences. Okay. Oh, and the smallest things are, like, a pain in the ass. So you have to clip, 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 clip. Shave, shave, shave. Go, and then another one pops out. And if you pick your nose and sneeze, shit starts piling up. And then you get in trouble for not keeping them up. It's a tough job. Yeah. Well, like, I figure those big-ass garbage cans, the big 50-gallon ones, rubber-made ones, you just have to get a hook and pull them out of a conveyor belt if they get stuck. And if you didn't do long enough, I mean, yo, those things are heavy enough on their own. Those are four or five pounds on their own. So it was a hell of a workout. Damn. Yeah. Did you see any cool accidents when you were at the plastic plant? All I've seen is, is uh, they use machinery, long tool machinery. Mechanic stuff they use. I had to sweep up a lot of stuff and I complained to my boss. I said, I'm not supposed to do this outdoor stuff. I'm, I do uh, office work and they got rid of me. Yeah, they do that. They'd rather have the young kid that doesn't know any better do it for five bucks cheaper. Yeah, but I was doing four dollars an hour Ugh. At, in the nineteen nineties. Yeah, that sucked. Well, in the nineties, I guess. I, yeah, it still sucked. Yeah, I was getting paid very little. Yeah, busting my heart for nothing.
Yeah. So how are you doing now? You just living off retirement? Yeah. I get a monthly check. Good. You getting this? You happy the stimulus is coming through in a couple weeks? Do what? You happy that the stimulus is coming through in a couple weeks? Oh yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do with that. My landlord took my washer and dryer out. Where'd he take it? He put it outside. For what? Because he wanted me to use his. My roommate had a problem with me not letting him. He thought I wouldn't let him use it. But he used it a lot, the washer and dryer. So he thought I wasn't letting him use it. So he took mine out. Now I'm going to try to get a attorney to, to put it back in. That's crazy. He I don't wants know. me to buy, but he wants me to buy a new set, a new washer and dryer. And I'm not going to. I'm not going to waste that money on a new washer and dryer. That's weird. Do you have to pay to use his? Is that why he wants you to use his, or he just thinks his is a nicer? His ain't no better. Huh, that's weird. Why would he want you to use his and not your own? I don't know. I guess he thinks he can power play me. Oh. He power play. He's a big money man. He goes to Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah? Is he, yeah, is he, he Arabian or is he Arab or is he white guy? No, no, no. He's American. He goes there on... Uh, Saudi as a contractor. Oh yeah. In America, yeah, make big bucks. Wow, and he's worried about your washer and dryer. Yep, and I pay for the washer and dryer, and all the electricity and all the water. I pay for it. That's crazy. If it goes over, if it goes over, he charges me for it. Oh, so there's a certain amount he, he, uh, he'll he pay, and then if you go over that amount, you have to be extra. Yeah. Hmm. That's crazy. a big asshole? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Sounds like it's an asshole. What else does he do? Where the bullshit does this guy pull? Oh, he tries to... Uh, uh, he has cars here. He won't let me use them to get me a driver's license and get me moving. Oh, that was a nice one. I think I'd echo to it. Well, they're his cars. Yeah. And he don't trust me with them. What kind of cars are they? Taurus. I mean, a Taurus. Toyotas. Oh, they're just Toyotas. Yeah. He won't let you ride Mr. the Camry? He won't let you guys take the Camry into town to do a beer run? What? He won't let you do a beer run with his car? No. Oh, what an asshole. My wife's the same way. She won't let me do beer runs in my car either. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man. It was nice talking talk to you. Hope you guys have a good night. I hope you have one too, sir. Hope you don't see that many more penises than me tonight. 
I hope not either. All right, man. Good night. <laughs> All right, good night. Always a good time talking to Bran. I really, uh, and really enjoy him. Uh, uh, it's it, it's cool being in this business, and, and you meet people from all over the place uh, that you just make an instant connection with, and you know, end up becoming friends for a long time. I mean, I met him when I just happened to book his band to uh, to play a couple shows. Uh, and we hit it off right away. The guys ended up, uh, you know, after the first show, they came out to to my house and stayed the night. We brought back a couple other people from the bar and ended up partying a little too hard. That was uh, <laughs> a little reference about, you know, partying too hard in there. Uh, yeah, we, we partied a little bit too hard. And uh, <laughs> uh, they were a little fucked up for the last few shows on that run that they were on uh, and, and fortunately it was only a few more shows but uh, yeah we did party a little too hard that night uh, but yeah uh, I, had, I had heard of them uh, I know the guy who owned the record label they were on and then I read some articles really hyping the band and then uh out of nowhere, the singer messages me on Facebook, wanting to book a show at Chippers, so I went ahead and did it. And, uh, they brought Atticane with them from Texas, and uh, it was a it was a great show. We had a good time, and then uh, I mean it was so good that we brought them back a second time when they were touring with Metal Mafia. Um, so as far as future stuff goes, I was uh. I was hoping that uh, things would be dying down with COVID by this point. I could start planning some outings here real soon. Uh, unfortunately, with uh, with the Delta variant out there right now, uh, things sort of going in the opposite direction than I thought that they would. It, uh, it seems like I'm not going to be getting out there anytime soon. Um... But hopefully, uh, you know, real soon, things start going in the opposite direction. Because uh, you know, I miss seeing all you guys. I miss being out there. Uh, didn't think I would. You know, i kind of been away from things for uh, going on three years now. Uh, at least in Ohio, you know, going on three years now. And 
so yeah, I miss being out there at, at shows and seeing you guys and uh, just enjoying uh, this short time we have together on Earth. But you know, hopefully things start going in the right direction for us and we can all start seeing each other again. So uh, I'm going to wrap things up right now. Uh, in case you didn't know, you can listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Bullhorn, CastBox, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and just about anywhere else that you can listen to podcasts. Uh, you can email the show at any time. It's planetchaosradio at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and YouTube. It's at Planet Chaos Radio. Twitter is at Planet Chaos underscore. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. It is at Brandon underscore Chaos. Tumblr is at Brandon Chaos, all one word. TikTok is at Official Brandon Chaos, also all one word. Well, that's it for uh, for this episode. We'll see you guys again next week. Goodbye. Smoking mad, Chiba getting down with DRP. Dirty reggae bonks, and we came to get down. Nagels dropping these sick bass slides, all rolling through your town. Love the different scenes, and we love the different weed. Walking around, Franco wiping up all pot from little seeds. No, we play the show, super upload, so roll up another fatty, and we'll continue to smoke. But I don't really know what you got to roll. Hoping that you pull out some fire, as and no. Got my own lighter, you know I can match a bowl. Hoping that you're waiting with a joint after the show. Mr. Weed Man, don't do me wrong. Come on, Mr. Weed Man, help me sing my song. Mr. Weed Man, won't you fill my bong? Mr. Weed Man, I need some relaxation. Mr. Weed Man, don't do me wrong. Like Bob Marley, I'ma smoke it till my brain is gone. Mr. Weed Man, don't you roll with raw? Mr. Weed Man, I need that medication. But I don't really know what you got to roll. Hoping that you pull out some fire, I no. Got my own lighter, you know I can match up all. Hoping that you're waiting with the joint after the show. Everybody solo! In our windows, but I don't really know what you got to roll. Hoping that you pull out some fire, I no. Got my own lighter, you know I can match a bowl. Hoping that you're waiting with a joint after the show.